Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here, 9 after the hour, Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. And yes, I am still in New York. The book tour continuing. Was on with Fox and Friends this morning with Brian Kilmeade, Dana Perino this afternoon. Did a Newsmax TV hit. I didn't even know Newsmax had a TV channel. Um, what else did I do? Radio interviews galore. I'm exhausted. Uh, I am. Nonetheless, there is a lot of news for us to get through today. Glad to be able to join you. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I am now in the top 500 books on Amazon. You can continue to help me get that closer to number one by texting the word WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444-999. And, uh, or, not pre-order now, but actually order my new book before you wake uh, before you wake which is why i'm in new york city let's get to the president earlier i was on with dana perino uh, her first in studio guest actually in new york city at fox news and we were interrupted halfway through our conversation with the president and first lady speaking in las vegas at the university medical center there where the president praising the staff praising the response of the police denying the story about rex tillerson saying nbc made it up we'll get to that in a minute but I would just like to note that the president is being presidential. Dana Perino, who was with uh, George W. Bush, she and I were talking off air, and we talked some on air about this, that the presidency weighs on the occupant of the office. The occupant is temporary, the presidency permanent in this country, and every person who becomes president ages. You see the pictures George W. Bush, what he looked like before 9-11 and even a year after 9-11. Reagan, probably the most ageless president, still aged. Uh, Clinton, Obama, all of them age. You could see on Monday when the president released his statement to the public that he was weary, that this situation weighed on him. And I... Look, I understand the criticism of people like David Frum, who I know and, and think highly of, even if we disagree. David Frum essentially saying the president was a hypocrite for a statement on Monday that he was trying to be presidential and no one really believes that the president doesn't really believe it. He should just be who he is, his crass self. No, now, there are times the president of the United States, regardless of our feelings of the president, the, the president needs to be presidential. And this was one of those times. And the president rose to the occasion when many people said he couldn't do it. He proved them wrong. And then they attacked him for proving him wrong. And now today in Las Vegas, uh, meeting with the wounded, meeting with the doctors, meeting with the police, assuring them that he thought they did a good job. You know, the police are under attack for under criticism, I guess I should say, for taking too long to get to the gunman. We don't know. We weren't there. The president defended them. He's doing what a president should do. You can take issue with what he said in Puerto Rico. You can you can take issue with things this president does. But the fact of the matter is the genuine, honest assessment is the president is going through the motions of the presidency appropriately in this crisis, in this situation, I should say. And there are still people who can't bring themselves to say nice things about the president. And that is a more damning indictment on them than it is on the president of the United States. And we should all keep that in mind. Now, before we get into the Rick Stillerson story, let's jump out and check with Doug Turnbull on traffic. Okay, so let's get into the Rick Stillerson story before we get back into guns and everything else. 
NBC News broke a story today that Rex Tillerson called the president not just a moron, but used the the F word with an ING uh, prior to the word moron, uh, that he was in a meeting with people, uh, State Department and Defense Department staff, and was yelling about the president, said that. Um, he has come out, Rex Tillerson has come out this afternoon and said the, the story is not true, but because... He did not specifically deny uttering the word moron. The media is treating that as as a uh, non-denial. The vice president has come out. Part of the story was that the vice president had to talk Tillerson off the ledge and convince him not to resign. And the vice president has come out and denied that story. They're also saying that uh, Vice President Pence attacked Nikki Haley uh, to Rex Tillerson, and he's denying that as well. So there are lots of denials. The president says it was made up by NBC. Rex Thorson came out, gave a full-throated endorsement of the president. I don't care. You know, first of all, I would tell you that the media, given what they say about this president and administration, they should be grateful that the president has installed inside his administration people who are not willing to be yes-men, people who are willing to call him out, people who are willing to, to be stridently against him in certain situations. You would think the media would like that. I mean, if Rex Tillerson thinks that the president's a moron and he's willing to say so in these meetings, well, uh, God bless him for being willing to say it, whether you agree with him or not, that he's not willing to be just a suck-up, not a sycophant, not a yes-man. But that's not the story here. The story is that the media continues to rely on em embedded members of la resistance inside government. Uh, the source for this was in the meeting. It was not just political appointees, but it was career staff. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out one of those career staffers in the meeting ran to MSNBC, not NBC, MSNBC, and leaked a damaging story about the president uh, of something that his secretary of state said. Fourth in line to the presidency said about the president. These sorts of stories and leaks, by the way, oftentimes aren't true. Remember just last week, the Washington Post ran a story that President Obama had confronted Mark Zuckerberg about fake news at Facebook and about Russia. They had to retract it within 24 hours that, yes, they talked about fake news, but they didn't talk about Russia. Remember, there was the story about uh, State Department officials resigning in mass when President Trump was sworn in. That story wasn't true. It had to be retracted. You had the CNN story that James Comey was going to say the president was under investigation uh, before the Senate. That story had to be retracted. A lot of egg on CNN's face. You had the Scaramucci story uh, that got a bunch of people at CNN fired. Time and time again, the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, NBC, ABC, and CBS have run stories about this administration with things they purport to be true and they aren't true. And they have to retract them or they never retract them or they, they do a little sleight of hand to pretend to retract them, whether or not they actually have. And whether or not the story is true, the fact of the matter is that these sorts of stories are meant to undermine this administration. But what's really happening is these stories undermine the ability and willingness of people within the administration to be candid with one another. They undermine the ability of people in this administration to have frank conversations. I mean, remember, we've had several leaks about the president's calls with foreign leaders. In more than one case, the transcript was leaked. 
Why would any foreign leader want to call the president of the United States if that was the situation? When they knew that their church, and in fact, what was it, the girl in Augusta, Georgia, who leaked one of them, uh, now arrested, going to jail? All these things do is undermine the presidency, undermine the government, undermine the ability for people to be candid, to be frank, to call the president a moron, to say blunt things to the president and others that need to be said. They think they're helping, but they're actually undermining their own situation. And they don't see it because they don't care, because they're willing to run any story, true or false, against the president of the United States to make him look bad, because most of the major news networks in this country view themselves as no longer objective, but as part of the resistance. And that's why you can't believe them. Atlanta's news, weather and traffic, plus WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's Evening News, sponsored by Comcast Business. This is WSB. It's Eric Erickson here on WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Listen, uh, thanks very much for your support in the launch of my book. On Tuesday, I will be in Lawrenceville at Books A Million doing a book signing. Uh, if you would like to come by, I would love to see you. I will sign your book. You can buy them there. If you haven't, uh, that's the Books of Million in Lawrenceville. It's going to be on Tuesday, 7 p.m. We're going to be broadcasting the show live from Lawrenceville, I do believe. We're running into some technical. So apparently the, the IT people at the Books of Million don't want us to have access to their Internet to be able to broadcast the show. So we're trying to figure out how to broadcast the show live from uh, the Books of Million if we can. But I'll be there one way or the other to sign the book. So you can come on by. If you want to order before you get there, you can text the word WAKE. To four 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 nine nine nine. I do want to mention, though, um, those of you who know, who have subscribed while I'm on the road on this book tour, which continues, I'll be in Nashville and Los Angeles in the coming weeks uh, and in Washington, D.C., that you can keep up with the latest. And when I'm not there and I have a guest host, uh, and thank you to all those filling in, if you text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 999 in addition to getting my daily email, you will also get links to my podcast of the show. And when I'm gone, I will do some standalone podcasts. Additionally, um, you get the podcast of the show. So you get extra content and interviews with people. I've got some interviews coming up, actually. Uh, one on redistricting um, and gerrymandering here coming up very soon. So uh, make sure you text the word SHOW to 444999. And that was my rambling way of saying that this segment was too short for me to get into much of anything. I do want to get into the gun control debate. There is also the issue of Amazon in Georgia. Do we want them? And uh, should a city surrender land so that we can have Amazon Georgia in order to attract the company? We will discuss that when we come back. This is fantastic. A buddy of mine just sent me this story. Um, I'll get to Amazon here in a minute, but... Black Lives Matter students shut down the ACLU's campus free speech event at the College of William and Mary because, in the words of the Black Lives Matter activists, liberalism is white supremacy. The revolution will not uphold the Constitution, they chanted. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> these people the, the left is going to consume itself over this stuff we'll get into the, the, the gun rights implications here in a bit but i, I want to get into the story uh dekalb county part of dekalb county 
wants to give up some land. Um, I don't even remember the name of the city that wants to give up the land. I don't care because they're idiots for doing it. So why should we remember their name? They want to give up land so it can be named Amazon Georgia to attract Amazon.com to build their headquarters in Georgia. Amazon wants to move somewhere else. They want uh, large access to large international airport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all, I don't want Amazon. I don't. I use Amazon almost on a daily basis. I, I may actually use Amazon on a daily basis. I don't want them coming to Georgia for their headquarters. And the reason I don't want them is because they will bring a bunch of hipster liberals with hipster liberal secular values hostile to my own to the state of Georgia. They will shift the state to the Democratic Party. And this is another example of our Republican leaders chasing God, chasing money instead of God. There's a case going before the Supreme Court. It will be argued soon. It is of a man named Jack Phillips. Jack Phillips is a baker who offered to bake a cake for a gay wedding. He offered to bake the cake for the gay wedding. But Jack Phillips was not going to custom design the cake that the groomsmen wanted. See, he made cakes for any wedding. Anybody could come in and they could buy them. They were just a uniform design, and then they could uh, decorate them themselves if they wanted, and he wasn't going to treat this couple any different. Jack Phillips, you should know, is a man who refuses to bake cakes for Halloween. No one can go to Jack Phillips' bakery and get a Halloween cake. He won't do it. He views it as a pagan holiday and an affront to Christianity. He was willing to provide a cake for this gay couple, but that wasn't good enough for him. They wanted a custom-made cake, and when he refused, he was called a Nazi, by a, the mem by a member of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. He was compared to Nazis, that what the Nazis did to the Jews was what he was doing to this gay couple. Now, and I'm not making that up. It was hysterical nonsense. And Jack Phillips is why I don't want Amazon to come to Georgia. You see, our Republican leaders, Nathan Deal, Casey Cagle, David Ralston, and the like, are so busy chasing massive Fortune 500 companies to come to the state. They have put our mid-tier, smaller mom-and-pop shops in jeopardy. Our smaller businesses can't compete. They're only focused on the Fortune 500. They're not focused on your, your employer, if your employer is a small employer. And then they're not focused on you as a Christian. They, they go out and they talk Jesus and kiss babies, and then they won't extend to you protection for your faith in the state. They would not help a man like Jack Phillips if what happened to him in Colorado happened in Georgia because they're afraid they would give up their chance to attract Amazon.com. I mean, for God's sakes, people, the governor of this state, the speaker of the house of the state, and the lieutenant governor in this state support adoption legislation that would prevent Christian adoption agencies from helping place children into private homes if they're in state care. Why? Because they're afraid that if they do this, Fortune 500 companies won't like Georgia. So they've sold out your values to Hollywood and a group of billionaire liberals because they think it's good for our economy. Texas hasn't done that. I mean, for God's sakes, Texas passed an adoption protection law that protects Christian adoption agencies. And Texas hasn't lost the jobs. Texas hasn't lost the Fortune 500. Texas even was willing to entertain a bathroom bill. But 
that didn't stop Fortune 500 companies from going to Texas. Tim Cook of Apple was opposed to it, but it didn't stop him from building a plant in, in Texas, a manufacturing facility for the, the Apple Mac Pro. But in Georgia, our leaders are attracting investment and believe they have to sell out your values to get you a job. If they have to sell out your values to get you a job, it's not worth the job, but that's what they're doing. Then they should be held to account on it, and we should not be out there whoring ourselves as a state, and that's what they're doing. They are whoring us out as a state to get Amazon.com to come, offering Amazon.com not only your taxpayer money, but also the abandonment of your values. And you should know that. That is why I oppose them coming. I'm also opposed to keeping you stuck in traffic, so we better go check on it. You know, randomly, I had this conversation while I was in New York with a buddy of mine. Um, New York is experiencing flight. Um, white flight, black flight, Hispanic flight, you name it. Uh, doesn't matter what race you are, you're fleeing because of high taxes and terrible government. And he was lamenting the fact that uh, his state is, he's from Texas, and they're seeing a massive influx of Yankees moving to Texas, and they don't put two and two together that the reason they're fleeing Illinois or fleeing New York or wherever is because of the very bad policies of the very bad politicians that they've been supporting for years, and now they're going to Texas, they're going to Georgia, they're going to, to Arizona, they're going to Florida, South Carolina, and Tennessee, and they're continuing to support the same policies and politicians that ruined the state they're, they fled from. So they just liberals go from state to state, ruining those states before moving on. Uh, and that's what our Republican politicians in Georgia want for Georgia, they don't want to admit it, but, I mean, they're willing to subsidize uh, a bunch of liberals coming into the state, giving them taxpayer dollars, ruining our state, and abandoning your values for some jobs that could be created by Georgia's own companies that they ignore so that they can get the Fortune 500. When everything's changing around you, there's a voice that's consistent and honest. Eric Erickson. Every day, 5 till 7, News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. All right. Um, fair warning, first of all. I, I apologize for having given, given out the phone number and, and leading you on. Technical difficulties here with me being in New York trying to get to phone calls. Um, when we come back... I, well, I was going to say is I don't want to take phone calls in the next hour, but uh, we apparently can't take them anyway with the setup we have. So I'm going to discuss gun control when we come back. And one of the things I want to talk to you about, and you need to hear me now, but then if you hear me, you need to stick around. You do, because I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to make you mad until you hear what I actually mean on the other side, potentially. You may still be mad at me. I'm willing to support increased background checks. There's a caveat, though. And we need to talk about the caveat before we talk about anything else. And you need to understand what I'm talking about here. And so many people who just don't understand anything about any of this. Now, also, get the podcast. Uh, text the word SHOW to 444 999. But when we come back, let me walk you through gun control and my views on compromises from the right, from the uh, diggies, the I'm sorry, my it's been a long day. Um, it, what the guy in, in Las Vegas used to try to make an automatic, a semi-automatic fire like an automatic and on and on and on, butt stop, yeah, whatever. 
Um, and well, let's just talk about gun control when we come back. And my caveats to supporting background checks and increased, expanded background checks when we come back. Bump stock, that's what it was. I, I was like, bump stock, bump stock, I'm sorry, I'm tired. It's been, thank you for everybody who tweeted. Uh, Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB, the full number. Well, I can't actually, as I explained, we're having technical issues with me being in New York. Cannot take phone calls right now. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me. Um, bump stocks, and I'll, I'll talk about that as well. But as I said at the end of the last hour, I want to talk about my willingness to compromise with the left on expanded background checks. I want you to know, by the way, uh, that the Senate Republicans uh, were willing to support expanded background checks and even were willing to put up more money for background checks. And Democrats opposed it. They actually blocked it in the Senate uh, through the filibuster, uh, a Republican effort to expand background checks, because Democrats, uh, they wanted to politicize the issue and they wanted so much more than the Republicans were willing to give. They refused a small compromise because they couldn't get the whole enchilada. So you need to know that going into this. But here's the thing. If there's a way to do a larger background check, I'm okay with that. And I would be fine with the Republican plan. And I would say in my worst case scenario for compromise on my side, I would be fine with a system where you buy your gun and have to wait 24 hours before you can pick it up. And, you know, you got to hear everything else I say before you send me an angry email. In my worst case scenario, that's what I support. But here's why I'm not actually going to support any of that. Because I don't believe the other side will negotiate in good faith. So I would give them background checks. And I would give them a 24-hour waiting period, a 48-hour waiting period, a 72-hour waiting period. I would give them fingerprints every time. I would give them all of these things. Except the moment I give them anything, the moment I support banning the bump stop, which is what the shooter used to increase his ability to fire his gun. The moment I support any of that is the moment the left begins to build the argument for the long term where you compromised on that. So why can't you compromise on this? And then you compromised on that. So why can't you compromise on this? That is what they did with health care. And that is why this nation is on the verge of a universal national health care scheme. Imagine, if you will, for a moment, if Barack Obama and the Democrats had spent their time on gun control measures instead of Obamacare. What they, could they have prevented this? No, they couldn't have. But in their minds, they think they might have. But they went for universal health care and they didn't quite get it. They didn't even go for guns. In fact, the Senate in the first four months of Barack Obama's presidency authorized expanded use of firearms in national parks. Jamie Dupree told me that yesterday. See, there are all sorts of reasonable compromises that I, as a gun owner, would be willing to support, except I don't trust the other side in the least little bit. And they've given me every reason not to trust them. 
And I've seen their incrementalism on healthcare. I've seen their incrementalism on the culture war. I've seen their incrementalism on uh, tax and spend policies. I've seen their incrementalism across the board on everything. And if I give in on anything now, it's just going to set me up for the argument next year. Well, you compromised on this. Can't you compromise on this as well? What's the difference? So I'm not compromising on any of it. I'm not going to. That's there is a fundamental distrust and there's a reason for that fundamental fundamental distrust. I want to tell you about it. But first, we need to tell you about traffic. So, y'all, we thought that our son, our eight year old, had a cracked tailbone. And in fact, um, it looked that way on the X-ray that he had this morning. Christy took him to the dock in the box place. Uh, they got an x-ray scheduled there and thought he had a broken tailbone, but they further examined it, and um, he definitely has an issue, but it, it looks more bruised in some way um, than broken, thank God. Um, but Jessica Chastain, the actress um, from what, uh, 13 Hours, what, no, whatever the movie, Zero Dark Thirty, that's what it was, Um the hunt for Osama bin Laden and Miss Sloan, where she was the gun lobbyist or what have you. Um, she tweeted that it takes six months in this country to get an X-ray and you can get an AR-15 immediately. Y'all, that's not true. And my son proves it this morning. Um, they were able to get an X-ray scheduled and get it taken in less than an hour. And... She tweeted that, and she probably believes it, and other people retweeted it and probably believed it. Someone else said that it's easier to get a gun in this country than it is to vote, uh, except you need a photo ID to actually get a gun, and in some parts of this country, you still don't need a photo ID to vote. And this is why there will never be gun control in this country is because the left can't be honest about it. They can't be honest about what's going on. CBS News this evening in the last hour uh, put up a tweet that the shooter in Las Vegas used automatic ammunition. Yeah, my pause, my silence here is intentional. Automatic bullets. What is an automatic bullet? One that fires itself? I, I don't know. Such a thing doesn't exist. So much uh, from the mainstream media has been so wrong and false and misleading. Yet a CNN uh, analyst, analyst, not, not a contributor, but an analyst to write a piece that Jimmy Kimmel is the conscience of America because Jimmy Kimmel said something about guns that he agrees with. And by the way, much of what Jimmy Kimmel said in his monologues in the past two nights has been flat out wrong. Uh, they've been lies. They have been lies. They haven't just been wrong. They've been lies. So why would I, as a conservative, want to have a conversation with someone on the left who lies about guns, who doesn't even know anything about guns, who's never touched a gun, never held a gun, never shot a gun. Why would I want to debate them? Why would I want to engage them? If they can't even be honest about the issue, if they're ignorant on the issue, why would I want to engage? You know, hat tip where, where it's due is to the Washington Post that actually ran a story on silencers. And the left saying, Hillary Clinton saying, Kim Kardashian, God help us, saying, 
and others saying that oh, we can't have silencers in this country because then shooters would be able to get away with even more mass murder and go undetected by the police. Do you know that a silencer on an AR-15, in addition to it slowing down the bullets, it decreases the sound of an AR-15 from rupturing your eardrums to the sound of a jackhammer. There is a reason people who use jackhammers on a regular basis wear ear protection. Because you're going to get ear damage from a jackhammer. Ultimately, it's so loud. That's not silence. Silencer is misnomer. You know, people in Hollywood, and probably some of you, and I will confess that I am one of these people who up until recently, when I decided I needed to study the issue, because I wanted one, I was one of the people who saw the movies and saw the pew, pew, and really believed that that's, that's what it amounted to when you put a silencer on your Glock, that it, pew, pew, and that was it. And then in the other room, people say, oh, someone sneezed. No, that's not it at all. That's not the way it works. You can't put a pillow over a handgun and have it make no noise. You can't put your hand end of your handgun in a Sprite bottle and suddenly assassinate people in silence. It doesn't work that way. It does in Hollywood. And that's where these people have learned all their facts about guns and none of it's true. If you put a silencer on a Glock 19, you still need ear protection. You know why you use a silencer then? Because some of you are asking, why then get a silencer? Because if you're a homeowner in the confined space of a hallway with a bad guy in your home and you have a silencer on the end of your gun, you can fire it without bursting your eardrums. You fire your Glock at the guy in your hallway, you're probably going to burst your eardrums in the process. You'll live, but you'll be hearing impaired to a degree. It'll heal, but it'll take time. If you use a silencer, it's going to be loud and your ears are going to ring, but your eardrums aren't going to burst. That's why you use a silencer, which is better named anyway, a suppressor. The truth, friends, will set you free. Politicians, pollsters, and spinmeisters dance around the truth. WSB's Eric Erickson cuts through talking points to get to the truth. Eric Erickson and Atlanta's Evening News, sponsored by Comcast Business. Don't forget, text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 444-999. Get the daily email and get the um, you get the podcast. You'll get links to Google Play and iTunes where you can listen to the podcast. I am, while I'm on the road for the book tour, adding extra material on days I can't be there. I've got some interviews coming up. They'll run in full on the podcast. Uh, and we will be starting to get the gubernatorial candidates coming through here soon uh, for their basic interview. All of them uh, I'm a, will be happy to have them on, uh, Democrat and Republican alike, asking them just the three questions. Who are you? Why should anyone support you? What is your big issue? And, well, I'll ask them the fourth question. What sets you apart from the field? Uh, so there you go. Now, um e- I want to keep talking about guns when we come back. This segment's short because I went long last time. Um, when we come back, though, all of the myths I've seen in the last 24 hours, well, many of them, I'll recount as many of them as I can when we come back and why you can't have an honest conversation about guns in this country.
It's Eric Erickson here on WSB. You can get the podcast by texting the word show to 444-999. You can order my new book, Before You Wake, the reason I'm here in New York City this evening doing the show, uh, by texting the word wake, W-A-K-E, to 444-999, which includes all my family's favorite recipes, including the cinnamon rolls and the gumbo. Dana Perino and I were talking about that this afternoon on Fox News. I've been on Morning Joe. I've been on with Brian Kilmeade on his radio show. I was on with him this morning on Fox. It's kind of funny. They got a new studio and he comes in and he says, so you tired of me yet? Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, with Dana Perino this afternoon, I was with, I'll be on Meet the Press next weekend from Washington, D.C. I'm uh, supposed to be on with Martha McCallum. That had to be rescheduled. I was going to launch on Martha McCallum on Monday. Uh, but given what happened in Las Vegas, had to cancel. Um, so now with Vegas, uh, I have seen so many reports in the press that the individual had an automatic weapon. Uh, and that was before it came out. He had the bump stock. Um, but the fact is, members of the media treated it as legitimate news that he had automatic weapons, uh, which would have been uh, darn near impossible for him to have. It, it wasn't impossible, but very likely uh, improbable that he had them, particularly the number of the media that he had. And now, according to CBS News, he has automatic bullets, not an automatic gun, but automatic bullets. I don't know what the heck an automatic bullet is. Uh, I have seen, let's see, Jessica Chastain, that it, it you can get an AR-15 immediately, but it takes six months to get an X-ray. I have seen others say that um, it's harder to vote in this country than to buy a gun, which isn't true. I mean, none of these things are true. I have seen people um, talk about a semi-automatic weapons are automatic weapons with an off switch. I've seen that one. Not true. I have seen the American Pediatric Association or whatever say we need to ban automatic and semi-automatic military-style firearms. Um, what's the difference? What, what is a, a semi-automatic military-style firearm? I, I, any sort of gun. I've seen people who can't tell the difference between a semi-automatic and an automatic. I can't tell, see people who tell the difference between semi-automatic and, and a, a, a gun that's not semi-automatic. A, a revolver where you have to squeeze the trigger each time and have it roll around in the c- cylinder like a, a, a three fifty seven Magnum or whatnot. I have seen people talk about those as if we need to ban those as well. And here's the thing that you see as well now is you see a lot of people out there saying we need to ban firearms on the left saying this. And Chris Saliza, by the way, of CNN, saying that it was the gun lobby that has convinced Americans, gun owners in particular, that the left wants to take their guns. The NRA and the gun lobby need do no such thing because you have liberal politicians out there saying they want to confiscate guns, which they can't do because of the Second Amendment. Notice they don't propose changing the Second Amendment. They say they want to change the Supreme Court. And look, that's fair game because I want to do the same thing on Roe versus Wade. They want to do it on Heller, and they want to go towards complete confiscation of guns and say, well, this, all, this amendment doesn't apply anymore. Y'all, they don't know what they're talking about, and yet they want to set policy. Listen, I don't expect you to be a gun. I'm not a gun expert. I'm not. I have guns. I use guns. I try to stay educated on guns, but I'm not a gun expert. And I don't believe you have to be an expert. I don't even believe you have to be a gun owner to have a debate on guns. I don't believe you have to be a gun owner to set policy. I'm not a, not a chicken hawk. Not one of the people who says, oh, you got, you got to be in the military to have an opinion on war. you got to be a gun owner to have an opinion on guns. I don't care. I at least expect you to know the basics, though. 
I at least expect you to know the truth. I at least expect you to know that there's no such thing as an automatic bullet and that most people can't buy an automatic weapon and that semi-automatic weapons still rely on a trigger pull for each round. I expect you to understand that that um, gun magazines don't refill themselves and that their magazines not clips. I expect you to understand all of these things if you want to have an honest conversation, but I don't expect you to own a gun. I don't expect you to be an expert. I don't expect you to have to have perfect accuracy. Just don't lie. Don't make stuff up. That would be a great starting place and that the left refuses, that the major policy leaders of the left refuse to be honest means we can't have a conversation on gun control with them because they're going to lie their way through it. So why even bother starting the conversation? We also need a conversation on traffic. Let's go check it. By the way, I, I want to direct your attention to something Jim Galloway wrote in the Political Insider column at the AGC this afternoon that I did not know. In Georgia... If someone is killed with a baseball bat, the bat is incinerated after the evidence is no longer needed. If someone is killed with a knife in Georgia, you can melt the knife down after the murder trial and the evidence is no longer needed. But if someone is killed with a gun, um, the gun must be saved and uh, resold. Why? Why is it, and this is Jim's point, and I think Jim is on to something here. A, a, those of us on the right who support the Second Amendment, we don't need to make the gun an idol, a golden calf, as, as Jim says. If it's, a, if it's something that took someone's life with malice, whether it's a bat or a knife or a gun, treat them all the same way. They should be melted down. Uh, you take the life of an innocent person, you forfeit your life. The instrument by which you use to take that person's life should also be forfeited and not resold, I think. I mean, call me crazy, but I just think there is some, some symbolic good in, in melting down and destroying those instruments of death. And by instruments of death, I mean that someone with malice aforethought taking someone else's life. We sh don't need to resell that gun. Hey, you want this gun? It was used to murder a family. No, melt it down. There's you a compromise I could stand behind in the legislature. And then please expand concealed carry in the state. Please just, I'll throw that one in as well. Eric Erickson. You may not always agree with him, but you know he's not going to spin you every day. 5 till 7, News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I head home tomorrow. I am speaking uh, at a foster care dinner tomorrow evening up in oh, Sugarloaf Parkway, um, the, the safety organization, which is a really good group of people who are committed to helping place foster children in homes. This has been an exhausting book tour. And I want to thank you all for your prayers. I want to thank you all for the prayers for your family. And I really want to thank you for buying the book. Uh, I, I really do because I couldn't do what I do without your support. Whether it's in the ratings of this program, the number one show right now on the radio in our fair city. And I couldn't sell this book. I, I wouldn't have an audience for the book. It's been emotionally draining. It's been hard leaving home with everybody sick in the house. Uh, the dryer broken, uh, even the trash compactor broken, everything else. 
And I, I left with your prayers and knowing you were praying for me and my family. And I thank you and look forward to being home with you guys tomorrow and Friday and see you in Lawrenceville at the book signing at Books A Million on Tuesday. Y'all have a great night. God bless you. See you tomorrow.